Do you mind if we have a quick pause? Because I think my pizza got delivered. <laughs> Hello? Listen, bitch. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Listen, Bitch. Uh, I'm here with the queen, Amabelle Trandy. And for those that are OG Listen Bitches, you probably remember our podcast, Are You Kidding Me? Which was just many a thing. It was funny. It was sad. Pathetic. Um, it was a great time. Basically, Emma and I met at Ithaca, and then um, we did Are You Kidding Me? Which you can also find on the Listen Bitch uh, profile. Emma, thank you so much for joining me today. No, thank you for having me. It, you know what? It's one of those things. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast because this makes me feel like when we used to have our own podcast, it was very disorganized. Mm-hmm. But I think with you at the helm and me just flying in for like a quick episode, it just fits the vibe better. <laughs> and also, I think your listeners will be grateful not to hear my voice <laughs> every single podcast because in listening to past episodes of Are You Kidding Me?, which were so greatly produced and edited. And sometimes we wouldn't even have a rundown. We would just have the main topic. After, like, my freshman year, after, like, one stand-up, I was like, I can never do that again. Because my voice, my voice is so fucking annoying. There is truly, like, not something I like to do less than listen to my voice. So that was where I think I was going with that, is in listening to old episodes of Are You Kidding Me?, just sometimes yep. I'd be like, my laugh, I never realized was like a donkey brain. It's like, <laughs> like a couple times you would say something and then all of a sudden you would hear like a squeal in the background. You'd be like, and that's just me laughing. And I couldn't believe it. So. I'm a no. No, not my laugh. I'm a, first of all, no. But also, I think it was you. It was like, how do you deal with hearing your own voice and it's like I also hate the way that my voice sounds because every inflection that I have that like people notice I is like at a 10 when it's being recorded no it is you know what I mean you know when you have those I don't think people yeah I I really do think people who have never you know not in the media those people who don't record themselves ever like on a podcast or you don't work and like we do like video editing where you hear other people's voices all the time you don't realize how much worse your voice sounds on it. Like, you might think, like, if you listen to yeah. a podcast, you're like, that person's voice is so annoying. Well, guess what? Yours is too, so. Yeah. Oh, oh burn. And also, that's why I think sometimes on-air people are the woke, because you just have, Dude, to, the have to have, you have to be low-key, unself-aware. You can't be so, that as self-aware as you want to be. And also, you have to just listen to your voice over and over and over again and convince yourself that you don't sound... Like well, that's donkey. the thing. It's like, you can't dwell on it. Like, I already got enough stuff that yeah. I'm worried about. I can't be like... <laughs> <laughs> I already hate myself for enough things. Like, I wake up in the morning, I got a laundry list. It's just like... And if I add just even one more thing to this camel's back, it's breaking. Like, you know, if I, if I add how much I hate the sound of my own voice, something that I deal with internally and externally for the rest of my days... And can never right, change. Doesn't yeah, matter what you do. For the rest of my life, I have this voice. And the laundry list doesn't get shorter, but, like, you also can't really make it longer. So you just, whatever's on it, you have to live with. And listen, whatever's on it right now, I don't need it anymore. So. I feel like uh, hating ourselves is a great segue into. (laughs) Sorry. 
<laughs> you can't see it, but Emily just passed away. I need to stretch my um, lower back. Like it's so hard being five eleven. Why? Because you're you're six three. <laughs> it is hard for tall girls. Sorry, that hit too close okay. to home. Don't get me going on short kings. It's- because you wear size fifteen men's Nike. Nobody knows what it's like to have feet like this. You know. Look at these. You, okay, those of you listening can't see this feet, but they take up the whole screen. Like that's what sucks. Like I got these size thirteen Nikes. Like that girl in tall girl said. You know? I don't. I have size 11 feet, okay, to the male suitors out there. They're just 11. <laughs> I've seen them. They are size 11. They're, they're not bad. At least they're I have the world's feet. flattest feet. There is not a single arch to my foot, Emma. Me? Oh, I know. And you've got some scary toes, too. <laughs> yes. Okay, anyways, I think that's a good segue into what we're talking about today because um, she had a really great idea to talk about TV and our 20s because... Right now, we're just binging TV like we're getting paid to do it, but we're not. And there's a lot of TV shows that we were expecting to be amazing, and then they weren't. Or TV that we maybe were pleasantly surprised by. Um, But there's also a lot of shows like we really, really wanted them to be great, and they just like let us down. So we're going to talk about that. So first, based solely on TV that you watched before your 20s. So that could have been like from the time, the first time you watched TV all the way up until you were like 18 or 19. Based solely on that, what did you think your 20s would be I'm like? I'm already laughing. So here's what's funny about that. I really genuinely thought, number one, I was going to be hot, which like, I, this isn't even self-deprecating. I'm like not bad looking, but I, I'm, I, I Emma, am not going to, I am not gonna stop people like carrie bradshaw in the street which we'll come back to that emma do you not remember Confusing. when nick mccone i was standing next to you and nick mccone came up to you and said emma Botrandi, always the most beautiful woman in the room i think that is unfair <laughs> you are that is so kind. okay no one has ever said you aren't no, beautiful that, uh, I, false agreed but false but thank you so here's my thing i okay okay i am an attractive woman right powerful everything i am not all the time though i'm gonna be real with you i'm gonna be real with you (laughs) you can pull your shit together for sure okay so here's the thing i really thought i was gonna be like i was gonna hit like 20 or something and i was just gonna be smoking hot like that's it game over like a second kind of puberty and i looked at some pictures of me from literally two years ago and i was like what's that outfit like, what's with that makeup? Two, two. The low-rise jeans. Stop it. Like, I love you, but you wore, you wore low-rise jeans the first two years I, I met listen, you. Listen, trust me. If you got it, flaunt it. But I don't got it anymore, so that's, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know where that girl went, but I am no longer a low-rise jeans woman. I just want to put that out there. Please do not come for me in the menchies about how I'm a low-rise jeans woman. I'm not in the menchies. <laughs> But uh, I just really thought, like, I would be, like, drop-dead gorgeous. Men would stop me all the time to be like, what's your phone number? Which they don't do anymore. Like, I, unless that just isn't happening to me. But I guess it's just... I think a big part of that, too, is just men don't... Men can't do it with rejection. Right. Like, they would just much rather not get your phone no, number than... Ask. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, they'll find you on, like, Hinge or something later. And then... I thought I'd probably have, like, an apartment in, like, New York City, and it would be, like, a one-bedroom humongous with, like, these really beautiful, like, floor-to-ceiling windows, and it would be, like, really uniquely decorated, very hip, 
lot of different kind of furniture, really ornate. And then I guess I'd just be like hot, living a good life. And then I'd have like a really good job. Like I wouldn't have started at the bottom. I guess I just would have like walked into like $100,000 a year. I think that would have been nice, like fresh out of school. And then from there, like I would have problems, obviously, like we all do, like all hot people do, but I just think (laughs) they would not be. I'd be like, oh my God, there's eight men that are in love with me. Like how how will I I ever ever choose? choose? And then you choose the wrong one. But then the other one still wants you. The other still there when I want him back, you know? After I I learn incorrectly how much I don't like the other one. And then I just think after Uh a while, I really thought I was just gonna be like young, hot, successful with a ton of money, which like doesn't mean that like you can't work your way there. But I really do think it's portrayed as like, especially the apartment thing. That's gonna really bother me for a Mm -hmm. hot sec. Like, uh, in what world? I cannot watch a movie now really about anybody in their 20s because the apartment's like humongous and if they have a roommate it's like oh my god we have you have the like or even like i have yeah if the apartment's not it's like the way it's decorated is like beautiful like as if some as if they asked a a designer a decorator all their furniture isn't from ikea i think is what you're trying to say yes (laughs) it's like all refurbished and like like, i just found this like like, on the side of the road in queens and my boyfriend brought it all the way up to the 15th floor for me and (laughs) if you're not buying from furniture from ikea i don't i can't even think of one place you would get it from i literally cannot think of one furniture store that is not my, my mattress is actually from bob's discount furniture if you're from the northeast that's it no that's no now's the time to talk about our first sponsor bob's discount furniture it's a bobopedic um so it's super comfortable that's something that you're never gonna hear coming out of carrie bradshaw's mouth yeah my mattress is a bobopedic here's something else too okay so i love like to people like a, a, a maybe a, a cigarette a drunk cigarette every once in a while carrie bradshaw like chain smokes in her bed that's that's Gross. disgusting <laughs> and yes. doesn't even like ask and- the person that she has now had I, I, like a one night stand with uh, listen i'm not even slut shaming this girl because get it girl but like i cannot watch this show with like seven people in a week and i'm like how where does she find all of these eligible men and that's the thing they're not just like some loser she picked up on the side of the road it's like they're like uh, a 2004 abercrombie and fitch model and she's like oh my god he lives at home and he's 24 and i'm 34 and but he lives in like a brownstone and like it's just like unbelievable i'm like where is she finding all these eligible men and the thing too is like Going back to the apartment, and then, like, yeah, she's bringing all these men home. You know what is kitty corner to my bedroom wall? The bedroom wall of an eight-year-old. I wish I was kidding. Like, every night I fall asleep to the sound of him gearing up his Game Boy. It's like, da 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 And he's, like, starting up his Game Boy. And I'm like, oh, they're, like, every, like, 20-something-year-old lives in a building with only, only other 20-something-year-olds. That's something such year a good olds. point. And I'm like, I am... I am sandwiched between two families. Or, like, a really cute, like, like, old lady who's like, get it, girl. And they have, like, a, a yes. spunky personality. And they're like, oh, that's me in 40 She's like, years. do you ladies want a like, weed brownie? It's like, get out of here. In, in what world? <laughs> am I wrong? No, that's so true. And, like, like, going back to the men and that, oh, like, they're having... Like every twenty something year old's like having like the most amazing sex of their life. I'm like, you met him that night. I'm like, 
if yeah, Carrie in Texas City has sex with a different man every night that week. It's always amazing sex. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? How does she afford an apartment like that? She writes a column once a week. And then, do you remember in, like, the movie, like, in the Sex and the City movie when they're, like, this huge penthouse and she's like, babe, can we afford this? And I'm like, do not act like you are not the New York City elite. Like, do not play that with me. Or, like, Charlotte. Charlotte worked, like, one day a week at a art gallery. And that bitch was wearing <laughs> pearls from, like, the 1800s. It's unbelievable. Like, imaginable I buy a new pair of shoes from Old Navy, and they are probably $8. And I am like, did I need to do this? I bought a bookshelf the other day because I don't have enough storage in my room. It was $54, and I was like... Should I return it? That's what I'm saying. I don't understand where these women are getting this kind of money. Awful expectations for your job. Like, yeah, as if you're going to step into the, the editor-in-chief job. Or you're going to write that you've, like, one never article a week. Um, I, I cannot believe One article that. a week on sex, and it's always going to be accurate. And that your apartment's going to be perfect. And that your and that- partners are going to let you write about them like that. Why does nobody bring that up? Why does Carrie get away with, like, ripping on her friends and her partners and then everyone's like loved loved it i literally think about sending a tweet about someone and i'm like is this okay can i say this about you do you need me to change your name and carrie's like carrie's like fuck you miranda right it's so fucking stupid leaving steve airing out fucking miranda and steve's divorce as if miranda's not actually going through that um but talking enough about like ways that you know maybe tv has set up these false expectations when looking for female-centric shows, because we obviously want sure. like, that show that we can be like, oh my god, yes, that's my... Like, we want what people in the early 2000s living in New York City were rich, felt about sex in the city. So when looking for a show like that in a female-centric show, what do you want to see and what do you not want to see? I would say, in all seriousness, when I'm watching a show and shows that I really enjoy are shows that pull back the curtain on not just like sadness but emotions like grief and deal with how do you go about like if something happens it's not just one episode of like wow that was so sad and then yeah like wrapped up in a perfect bow I, i really like shows that can show human emotion in ways that people can connect to beyond the 30 minutes that you're watching the show so for me, a really great example of that is Fleabag. If you've ever gotten the chance on Amazon Prime, it is one of my favorite shows of all time. It starts with the main character. She loses her best friend in an accident. She accidentally kills herself. And then from there, and that you would find that out in the first episode of the show. And from there, they owned a cafe together. She has to deal with her grief. You know, all through, it's only two seasons. She stopped the show at two seasons, which Phoebe Walbridge's, which is absolutely amazing because she knew it couldn't go on and she had done what she wanted to do in the two seasons. But all throughout that, every episode she touches on the fact that this life-changing moment for her now affects every single thing that she does. Right. So that's kind of something that is a central idea and it affects her relationship with her sister, with her uh, with her father, with any guy that she's ever with. And I think that that for me is like something I want to see because a lot of us have experiences like that. And it's not necessarily maybe one instance 
or that severe and terrible, but a lot of people have certain experiences in their life that come back to them and you'd want to know okay like this is what drives me unlike i hate to rip on carrie bradshaw again i know there's a lot of carrie fans out there (laughs) but but like a like a carrie for example you never see anything that made carrie why carrie bradshaw is the way she is how did she get that yeah and then even if you watch if you watch the carrie diaries which is supposed to be the prequel it did get canceled early but like it's so heavily like her mom died when she was little and then it's like her brother and her or her dad and her sister and she's so close to them and it's like they you never meet her dad or her sister and they never talk about like it just wasn't connected to the well thought out to the actual show but also too it's like i think that's so true i haven't seen fleabag yet but it's on my list but i think that's so true about shows that like something affects you continually but i hate when it's like specifically like when i'm looking at like the female characters and they're like in their 20s and that's like what the whole show's about they're like hustling grind and they're like in manhattan and they like are cycling through like boyfriends or jobs or something and none of them are sticking with it's them. not realistic like i'm like how i'm like i literally if i have like a shitty like say i whatever like go home with a dude and it's like a shitty night or a good night like it doesn't matter like either way like I think about that for like weeks or like if I have like a really bad job interview or I work on a show or a job or something that I hate like that sticks with you like you're always like gonna think about that or you're always gonna be brought back to that by like little triggers and stuff like even for sex in the city like the remember the shitty politician she dated yes and then it was like once he was out of her life it was out of her mind and I was like that's kind of a traumatic relationship she had with him really bad it was really bad, and, like, nobody, not even her friends were like, hey, like, that was pretty bad, right? Like, nobody, nobody was like, how are you? Everyone's like, oh, my God, that guy wanted to pee on you. Good thing you broke up with him. And it's like, no, he, yes. like, threatened her. It was just like. And then also, then she wrote an article, like, about him. And remember, it, the episode ends with him reading it, and there's nothing, just nothing it, happens. I, I'm like, that If is... somebody did that today, if I put up a Facebook post, even, being like Lexi White, insert something here, something scary. I'm sure I know something. Is addicted to Advil PM, and if I put that on Facebook, which, which is, is accurate, is the truth. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people would comment on that. I just like don't understand how she could write a whole column about a politician that was horrible to her and wanted to pee on her. Okay, let's just be frank about it, right? And. It ends like that. And none of her friends were like, yo, I read that article. You okay? Yeah, like, Jesus, you okay? Like, no. And then it, and then it's just never talked about or brought up again. What, what, what do you think? Or the next time, like, if you ever start dating a politician again or whatever, every time you meet a politician, don't you think it, like, go into her brain? Like, I just, I agree with you about, like, I don't like shows that it's, like, each episode, each right. episode is on its own. It needs to carry through and then I also I really need a show that ebbs and flows like I need the character to be like killing it and then struggling and killing it and struggling with sex in the city we're obviously critical of it now living in 2020 at the time it for sure like had a lot of topics that I think revolutionary super revolutionary for sure and it covered a lot of stuff that women needed to hear about absolutely yeah and that women like weren't allowed to cover and like, weren't allowed to talk not, about and you didn't talk yeah about it wasn't allowed it. to talk so about. like it was revolutionary obviously to have four women talking about like their real everyday lives even if it was menopause and having sex and even if it was like a a little unrealistic (laughs) cough cough um i do feel like that was like a really important door opener for a lot of the shows that we talk about now um i think another one of those that we both enjoy is the bold type 
I used to really like the bold type, but I think it's it's done what you've said. The first season was great. Amazing. I think first two seasons, like, I really enjoyed it, and I just think it's really deviated away from what we were talking about earlier of it had a lot of these continuing narratives, and it had women really fighting for their place in the office and trying to excel in their careers, and their boyfriends, like, bothered them more than just an episode. And then it kind of now... I. I don't even know if I've actually watched the most recent season. I have, and I've seen every single episode, but now it's like, okay, in the first part, we get to the problem, sure. and by the end of the episode, it has been resolved. They do episodes on such good topics. Like, one of the, like, reoccurring themes is, like, um, Jane's positive for, like, I forgot what the gene is called, but it's, like, you're you're more likely to get... Um, oh, yes, breast cancer. Breast cancer. Yes. And so that's like a reoccurring theme. And I'm like, that's such an important topic because a lot of the issues with like women's reproductive health is lack of information. So I'm like, that's so amazing to see that on like mainstream cable TV. But then they like, they did an episode on like gun control and it was like one episode. And I'm like, that is such gun control. And it was like resolved in that. And it was like, as if they were like, fuck, we only have two minutes left of this episode. How are we going to resolve this issue? And it was just like, it ended with like Sutton, like giving up her gun. She was like, I don't really need it anymore. I realized it was like me holding on to my mom or something. And I was like, what? that is such an intense issue that you cannot resolve in a 28 minute episode. If you, I, you know, we both grew up in like some rural towns a little bit, yeah. right? If you ever grew up with like, I'm, I'm, listen, gun people listening, sure. But I like, am not a big gun person at all. And mm-hmm. I grew up with a lot of people who are big gun people and you're not going to talk them down from giving up their gun. In 26 minutes. In 26 minutes. You're just not. You're just not. So that, you actually kind of spark something in me. Even though this isn't like a, a show about a woman character, female character. Um, Bojack Horseman, shockingly, I think does a great job with female characters. And Diane, the main character on there, she is as raw and as problematic. But you still kind of root for her. Because sometimes I think when we watch shows where women are allowed to be something other than just like, oh, well, you know, I, this is my job and I'm a sidekick to this main character. When you let women develop, because she's not the main character, but a lot of the storylines around her are she's depressed. She's in a marriage she doesn't like. She has a lot of issues with her career. She's friends with people who are going through a lot of issues and they dump them on her constantly. And she has to try and figure out how do I navigate other people's lives, which is never something that we see. Is we always see a, a, a female character getting dumped on by everybody else and being like, oh, okay, I'm going to fix this problem and this problem. And she's someone that maybe a couple episodes she figures it out but like the underlying thing is she's about to snap. And then when she finally does, you don't hate her for it. I think right. with a lot of stuff, I find myself doing it. If you watch any kind of movie, you're like, God, this woman's such a bitch. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm, crazy. I'm so unsympathetic. And I'm like, I'm and worse also, in real life. Because we expect, that's so true, that you just have no patience because they don't let the character develop. But also, too, like, we just so expect her to, like, have her job together, have her, her relationship status right. together. To, like, just have everything together versus, like, male yep. characters don't need that development. They can focus on, like, one thing. But we expect women For to For sure. Work. Their entire focus is, like, getting their shit together. And a lot of the show, obviously, is satire. And it's animated, which some people have yeah. problems with. You know, well, I, I get it. But my... I love adult <laughs> animation. But my big thing is, like, it's... 
it's really great to see a character like they, they let me think of that as like they have a gun control episode and it gets like outrageous like they go to congress whatever they kind of end it with like this country hates women more than it loves guns but here's the thing i i do think when we have media like that and like a lot of men watch that show most of the people I talk about that show with are men. And when you, they see an episode like that, they're like, holy shit. And I'm like, yes, you're finally getting it. You're finally getting it. This is, welcome. It has to be like dumbed down to us. <laughs> <laughs> they literally, it has to just be like. Thank you for understanding the oppression of my existence. They have existence. to have like Congress represented by sardines, you know, to make yep. it kind of make sense. But here we go. We got it. And I, another great character in that show is Princess Carolyn. I don't want to leave her out. And she deals with her own situation of raising a kid on her own. And this is the kind of stuff that I just think when you allow characters, and obviously it depends on the show. It depends on how many seasons you have. But right. there are ways, even within a one-season show, to develop your characters where their issues aren't being resolved every single episode and you don't feel cheated or even at the end of the season it's not like okay everything tied up nicely because it shouldn't like if your show is actually dealing with stuff and you are trying to make an impact it should not all be fucking daisies and sunshine at the end of each episode or at the end of the season it shouldn't be and i think uh, for me i don't want to watch shows like that unless i'm just in such a bad mood i'm like thank god that it worked yeah out you her. need like you're like i need to see something that is so fucking glossed over and like so barely deals with stuff i'm like this main character she needs a win and you better give it to her in the next 20 minutes <laughs> also too i feel like that way about like female-centric characters because it's like as long as like women have to deal with the shit we have to deal with like you'll never be able to tie everything up in an episode or, or a season if no. you really are trying to appeal to women and the actual things we go through like how sex in the city like first broke open that door and then again with the bold type relationships because that's another thing too is like it's a very sex positive show like such a misled guide to like first of all what dating in new york city is like like i remember i moved to new york city that one summer and i was like cool and then it was like no all these people that are like commuting from long island like none of them live in manhattan and then too like in the bold type like they first of all the girls always know exactly what to say and then that's the guys always true. know exactly yeah. what to say I'm like, that never happened. I'm like, have you like, ever, you know, an- I'll text 10 people. I'm like, what the fuck do I say to this? Like, have you ever had an interaction? Now, this is just me being self-deprecating, which as women, <laughs> we have to learn to do less of. But have you ever had an interaction that you didn't really leave being like, even if it went amazing, you didn't leave and you were like, I can't believe I said that sentence. I can't believe I did that. And it's like, they didn't even notice it. And you're notice. Like, you're like, I, and you're like picking yourself apart. And like, I cannot believe I just said that. And like, I, no one shows that except for the shows that re- like Fleabag that want you to really feel like, oh my God, like this is me. Because then you see the afterwards. And like, I completely feel that way because they don't, they just don't let you see the thought process afterwards. It's like, once you leave a scene, it's over. And it's like, no, you carry that with you. Like, regardless if what happened was amazing or it was like the worst experience ever, like you leave and you're texting your friends about it. You leave and you're the next day, you're talking to your coworkers about it. I'm going to be real. Not enough characters have enough friends. And like, I'm not even saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that and like i would never let you leave the house in some of the outfits these ladies go out in they look ridiculous oh can we stop ridiculous. pretending 
Like, everybody looks like that. Carrie's not fashionable. I'm sorry, not to bring it back to Carrie Retro. <laughs> Some of her outfits are fugly as fuck. Oh, my God. When she went through the hat phase, that like, Carrie what was that? name necklace, I was like, how was that cool for six seasons? I, I Come on. A show that I actually really, really want to talk about is Girl Boss on Netflix. It was, <laughs> it was one season, and they canceled it. It was and about I think the nasty I heard that gal, was, right? It was about nasty Yeah, so it was yeah. about the nasty the woman, book. and then I... Oh, okay, so you know. So yes. you basically seen the show. So I... And I heard something, like, that she didn't love the representation, and that's why it got canceled, but I loved it because, like, this woman built Nasty Gal, this dynasty. She basically invented the idea of thrifting stuff, refurbishing it, and selling it for, like, $500, which now is, like, everyone does that. Right. That is, like... She's, like, an OG, There's like, online Instagram. There's online of that, right. Like, she, like, built the idea of Instagram influencers before Instagram existed. That's- I love the show. I loved the show. It's one season. R.I.P. Yeah. Because the main character is such a fucking shit show. She is a piece of shit. Everything she does, you were like, why are you doing that? Stop doing that. You are human garbage. She's, like, not showering enough. There's, like, Chinese takeout in her bed. It's disgusting. She's having sex with a piece of shit. Like, she's not taking care of herself. She's, like, losing her job. She's spending money on clothes, and that's it. And it's, like, refreshing. Like, it's literally, like, oh, my God. I love that. And then at the end, and it's not even, like, she builds this up, and then she gets her shit together. She has trials and errors. She goes through an awful heartbreak as she's trying to build up this business. It's a shit show from the beginning. Like, and she makes mistakes. And it's not like she has this idea, and then from there on out, it's, like, a montage of her killing it. It is, like... Oh my God, you just made an amazing decision. And then two days later, you made such a bad decision. Right. Like, I felt like it was so much more relatable because there are times that, like, you just don't know the decision, like, whether you're making a good decision or not because, like, you haven't had to make that decision before. But then there's also times that you just are like, I'm being a giant piece of garbage right now. Okay, like, Gandhi. I know that I don't have my shit together. I'm a steaming hot pile of garbage. Right. And. That's oh, that. I agree. And I, yeah. I thought it was refreshing. I And I think that that's what women in their 20s need. Like, you're not going to be able to do everything. You're just not. And I expect myself every single day to be able to do everything. Which, like, I, in some ways is motivating. For sh- You should keep your goals high. Don't get me wrong. But I also think, at the like, you're not going to be able to have a full grasp on every single thing every single day. Like, there are some choices you're going to make now that you don't know how are going to affect you even 10 plus years. Yes. I found this saying a few weeks ago that was like, or you made the best decision you could at the time with the information that you had. Mm. Which I'm like, yes, because there's sometimes you make a decision and you're like, yeah, that was the wrong decision. But at that time, you are texting all of your friends, texting your parents, texting everyone, you know, being like, I don't, you know, I need help making this decision. Right. Like. You know, can I can I run it by you? Like, what do you think? And then you, it's not like you're willy nilly doing it. You know, I think a lot of the times. I think that kind of hits on like you want to be independent women, and you want to be your own person. But like, it you don't just wake up one day and you're just like I'm my own person. That just like you always are, but you don't just one day decide like I'm gonna make every single decision on my own. I'm gonna kill it every Mm -hmm. single day. What goes into being an independent person? is finding out who you can trust to ask for help in making decisions. Yeah. And that's like step one. And realizing in yourself, like if you have a gut feeling about something, then you should just do it. You don't even have to ask. Right. Yeah. So I think that yes, that's kind exactly. of, I think that's kind of part of growing up is like, you're just expected to be this independent, fabulous woman. And sometimes it just takes you a minute to realize like, who's my group? Who's my community? Where am mm-hmm. I going to fit in? 
Which is hard because that's trial and error. That really is. Exactly. And I don't, and like obviously I I would classify myself as an independent woman. Okay. Ladies, put your hands up. Independent women. As I cry. (laughs) One time for my LA ladies. One time for my LA hoes. Right? My LA ladies. Um, I just, you know, I am an independent woman, but at the same time, all the time I'm not. Like, I do lean on a lot of people for their support. So I think that that's something too. Like, I feel like there's so much pressure to be like, I got it. I'm nailing it. I'm killing it. Look at me. Like, I'm just killing it. I've got this great job. I've got, you know, a rocking little body. Get out of here. Like, not... Yeah, shut the fuck up. You can show people, like... Like, you ate a a family-sized bag of hot Cheetos last night and shit your brains out this morning. Don't fucking lie to me. I know you did that. Not you, Emma, but, you know. Like, when people do that, I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, no. But at the end of the day, I'm just a little tired of the highlight reel. And I think that we're getting there. I think, I think, I think we're getting a little better of, like, people being able to show I'm not perfect all the time. Certain things that do get in my way. Yeah, but also, like, when you're, like, learning how to, like, be independent and how to, like, make those decisions, like, one, you're always gonna have bumps like that where you say fuck in front of 100 people on a fucking conference call and then also too though like the only thing that will give you that is time and experience like the only way that you know i won't make that decision again is if you had to make it in the first place or like oh i would make that decision again or like is and you can't get experience without time because like that's just that's physically impossible but you know what i'm really fucking sick of right now is i one i'm not excited for the tv shows that are going to be about someone who started their own business during quarantine and then people are gonna be like quarantine was such a blessing first of all there's people that are dying that number one we should not be forgetting that there are like three thousand people dying a day true and then also too like there are people who are in horrific situations right now because of this and i'm so sick of seeing on like tiktok and instagram and youtube people being like twitter here's my rising grind twitter twitter delete your community i'm sorry no i can't go on twitter until 2 p.m which is also when I'm wake- I did set an alarm today to wake up at 2 o'clock. But- the 2 a.m. peeps. But- those are my people. <laughs> those are my people. The people who are self-deprecating can't sleep because, you know, they're... I don't know. They're stressed. But, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they-, they woke up in a cold sweat worried that they, like, missed their conference call the next day. Um, but I... I'm so sick of seeing all these people on TikTok and stuff being like, I wake up every day and I, I, like, it's so important to make a routine. Like, you're really setting yourself up for failure if you're not making yourself a routine. And it's like, especially if you don't have, like, a job right now, but even if you do, like, and you want to spend the day watching Netflix because, like, you can't go, go, go 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, like, I think that, like, we really like to shame people for what they're not doing instead of just celebrating people for what they are doing. Right. And I'm... That really has been, like, pissing me off right now because I'm like, okay, you wake up every day, you do some online workout. Like, first of all, you have all the equipment to do an online workout, so congrats. And then they're like, and then I eat half an avocado, and then I make it, you know, four TikTok videos, and then I make an IGTV video. And it's like, don't set that expectation that every single person needs to be like that because some people are... Real, yeah, some people yeah, are real hanging by a thread right now. silence like lasagna. Just be quiet. Like, just do your work. Oh, my God. <laughs> the last show that we want to talk about, kind of, that I think models or doesn't model our 20s is The Mindy Project, because I'm... And I love this show, because I love Mindy Kaling. I think the writing itself is just really funny. But, like, one, so cool and important to see 
like a plus size Indian woman as the main focus because she literally wrote it because she said like I didn't see myself in the types of things I wanted to see myself in like she's like I always wanted to be like the center of a rom-com and no one was writing roles for me to be that so I just wrote it myself and so I think that's dope but also I love it because she's like a doctor because her mom was a doctor and it's not like she has all her shit together and I think her relationship with men is like hilarious And I just think it's a better representation of some stuff I've seen because it really, hers more ebbs and flows. Like at the end of some episodes, she's bawling her eyes out. And at the end of some episodes, she's like, um, you know, top of the fucking world, like so happy. And I just, I think it's a better representation of, you know, what it's like to be in your 20s because some days you're killing it. And some days you're like, I don't know, I am thrown into the pack and I have no fucking skills of how to do this. I think I can appreciate her effort and see where she's going with things because at the end of the day she's writing characters that we're not getting so I think even if it's not a hit or even if she's doing something that you know maybe you don't relate to all the time like I can't relate to being a doctor because I mean that's just like a an amazing job and she's also making mistakes as a doctor so you're like oh well of course because I make mistakes in my job you know going on off of that all of that What are some sources that have helped us navigate our 20s, specifically, like, the womanhood part of it? Like, I think of, like, the stuff that, like, work and boys and, like, adult friendships. Like, you only really can understand that stuff as you're going through it and as you get experience in it. But you and I both talk about the one, the only, Reductress. That is our website that we go to because... For those that don't know, Reductress is like the onion, but specifically for women, like all of their content is female centric. And it's as if they went into your brain and picked out your deepest, darkest thoughts about being a woman and then put them into an article. And do you remember the first one we ever, you sent it to me and I was like, I love this place. It was like sophomore year of college. Yes. I did send Lexi an article our sophomore year of college that may or may not have been about how hard it is to concentrate on your first date after you're already imagining him holding your hand as you push out your firstborn child together. <laughs> and that, for me, it just started a long love of these articles. Of uh, Reductress. And so what's so great about Reductress is, like, obviously it's satire, obviously it's meant to be funny, but, like, they are not scared of a lot of issues I'm gonna tell you that and sometimes you read it and you're like did they read my journal like I I just wrote about this or I'm like are they hacking like our twitter dms to each other because they're just so relatable and I encourage like anybody to just go open up they've got quizzes which are hilarious like what turtleneck should you wear <laughs> to pretend <laughs> like you were Rory from Gilmore Girls and you're going to your first <laughs> semester at Yale. <laughs> and it just, there's so many amazing things on there that like make me smile. And even if they're something along the lines of like, you know, this country, you know, hates women more than it loves guns. And it'll make you laugh about it because sometimes you just- Because it's just so funny. And you really- But it's so accurate. Right, and you really need to laugh. I think, like, for me, I laugh at really everything because that's how I cope with really anything. So, for me, it's, like, women's news feminized is literally their tag, and it's perfect. It's just, just perfect. Um, So, I, I just, I think you should check it out if you haven't already. 
Um, they yeah. have some great stuff on there. And I think that's, for me, like, a source that, like, when it pops up on my Twitter feed, my Instagram feed, whatever I follow them on, I genuinely enjoy reading it. And also, no one's safe on Reductress. They will come for anyone and anything. One of my favorite titles from Reductress is um, Hot Little Sex to Fire Off While Your Elbow's Deep in a Bag of Cheetos. <laughs> Hot Guy Sex You to See How You're Doing. Because, like, how many times has a guy been like, hey, how are you doing? And then they send, like, a little something something, and you're like, what? What? It's 2 p.m. If you, yeah, if if you're using the quarantine to text a woman that you hooked up with once, don't do it. Like, I'm telling you right now. Don't do it. But that's, like, my favorite because I think, like, because no one wants to ever be like, oh, yeah, I was, like, sexting with this dude, but really I was, like, eating Cheetos in my living room, like, in my pajamas. Like, no one talks about that. No, so I think if you literally just pull it up right now, here is... A couple titles just and this is not even our favorites this is literally just out there right now that you could go check out yourself boyfriend has two master's degrees but doesn't wash the back of plates i lived it my arms are too weak to buy things in bulk i lived it is the best <laughs> i lived it is my favorite version of the rejectors um okay so before i let you go i always like to wrap it up and say advice to your younger self like specifically about ingesting media in your 20s or whatever to your younger self (laughs) okay so my future advice to myself would be it's okay to be tall and it's okay to be bigger than everybody else and i shouldn't be uncomfortable to take up space in environments that i wouldn't have done it before because as a 5'11 woman, I still do this. I'm a very big sloucher. And I often feel very uncomfortable standing very tall above a lot of people. And I didn't realize how much it correlates to my actual life. Um, because I've always been like, oh, I'm just so tall. Like, it's so embarrassing. But, like, number one, tall people are just more respected in business. So that's a no-brainer. But also because I think, like, even if I'm talking like it's okay to be tall is like the surface and it's okay to take up space is what I would say. I would say to my younger self, um, when it's time to move, move. Like stop trying to stay into a place that, you know, you're not meant to be because standing still when you're meant to move is worse than moving. Yeah, true. Exactly. That's deep. It's worse than Wait, yes. I, yes. Um, no. <laughs> I fucked that up um, for you. Don't. It's okay. I will obviously cut this to shreds. Emma, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I no, love you. I love you. talking to you. I think you have such great insight when it comes to women. Profound. And especially like TV, you know, and love talking about the shows that yeah. have and have not ruined our lives. No, this is this is our bread and butter, you know, women and TV. I just think... I agree. I just think we nail it every time. And here's, here's, here's. And that's on period, sis. So that's what I'm. Gonna... <laughs> period. Period. I don't, I, I don't know how to use that. I just I'll say cut it. that out. But thank you so much for coming on podcast. I love you. And uh, Emma will be on again. Hopefully we can convince our other BFF Katie to come as well. True. It'd be so fun. Katie, if you're listening, she probably didn't make it this far, but listen, bitch, are, come on the podcast. Listen, bitch, come on. Come on, oh, the podcast. can I say that? Listen, bitch. 
Yeah. Yes, you can I say love it. it. I love it. Listen, bitch. 